Psalm 73, verse 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, good morning. How is everybody? Fantastic. It is wonderful, absolutely wonderful to see all of your smiling faces. All of your smiling faces. It is, it is. So life has been an adventure over the last few months for us. I'm just going to take a few moments and just kind of share some things with what's going on with us. We have, well, here's the biggest victory. My basement is finished. Right? It's only been a year. But anyway, it is done. A couple finishing touches here and there. Chuck made sure that he asked me the first thing he saw me wasn't how I was doing or anything like that. Or it just, you know, but how's your basement? Is your basement done? Yes, yes, sir. Pretty, pretty much. much. We just got, got a few things. things. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that, that is done, done and that's fantastic. Everybody's back in their rooms, which, which is wonderful. wonderful. Um, some, some things, though, that, that we've been up to um, ministry-wise and shift and changes is that I'm teaching a class with Liberty University online. So I'm doing um, the survey of the Old Testament part one, which is really, really neat. That's exciting. Um, I'm getting to work with students all over the country and um, getting able to, to um, teach and share some perspectives that every once in a while comes back with. I've never seen it that way. I've never looked at it that way. <laughs> which is great. It's been real, a lot of fun with that. We spent some time, we traveled out to Missouri. We got invited out there um, to spend time with a family who's doing ministry out there. And so we spent, <laughs> we spent time with them. When I say a family, they have 11 children. So four adults and I lose count, 18 kids. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Um, didn't have hair when I went out there, and I didn't have hair when I came back, so it's all good. Um, but it, it is, it's really neat. They started a ministry out there for kids, um, teenagers, just in their home. And so they started with, um, they opened up on Friday nights and just did dinner and that kind of stuff, just to be there for kids. So they started with five or six, they ended up with around 50 every Friday night, showing up at their house. And so we were just got to be a part of that ministry and, and to, to do some things on that front. Um, I'm working with uh, several other different ministries. The Fulcrum Center is growing. Um, we're spending time um, with um, Pastor Phil is doing a lot with um, the publication side of things. We've been interviewing authors and setting up things along with publications and on and on and on it builds and grows. And um, so different things that I'm able to do here in the area along with things around the country. Um, we have gotten involved with what they call the global sports movement and we are on the board of directors for north america so our conference is in california that'll be in october 
And the study that I did here years ago on the weapons of warfare, do you remember that, the fruits of the Spirit? That study is being presented to the global sports movement in Cairo, Egypt later this year, which they're going to take and translate it into all the different languages because all of these coaches and different people from around the world are going to gather in Cairo. And we're going to take this study and work on translating that into all the different languages around the world and renaming it at points um, for it to go into different places. Cairo, Egypt is not a place where you walk in and you talk about the weapons of warfare. It's not going to go over very well. It's a Muslim country. It's just not. So that has to be retitled, and a lot of things need to be revamped. So we're in the process of all of that getting redone and set up to be presented to all of these coaches and athletic directors and all from around the world that they can take it in and start working in their respective places. So there's been some activity, um, some busyness, some other things that are on the horizon that we're in the process of discussing and getting ready to launch. And so we'll keep you guys informed on, on what's going on on that front. So those are some of the things that, that we've been up to, that I've been up to uh, just over the last few months. But God. But God. As I've been praying about today, those are the only two words that just keep coming to my mind, is but God. And I've seen it over and over and over again, and so have you, that you're in a place, you're in a position that maybe things aren't going well, and it feels like things are crashing down, and it's all falling apart, but God. And that's one of the things that I know that God wants to share today is just for us to grab a hold of those two words because those two words are full of power and they're full of hope and they're full of promise. But God. So when, when I came in and had a chance to talk to different people, I got a lot of questions um, about Olivia, which I absolutely love and, and, and I thank you so much for your concern. I didn't know the totality of what happened with Isaac and how all of that was found out. Um, and it mirrors what went on with Olivia. So Olivia is playing volleyball um, for East Richland Christian School, and she had to get her sports physical done. So we went, on, went in on a Tuesday to get that done. And so they're taking her vitals and checking everything. And so they're checking her pulse, which is pretty standard, right? Until it comes back for a 16-year-old of being 40. And they're like, her, her pulse is 40. I'm like, okay, now what? So <clears throat> the doctor or the nurse at that point, she looks at me, she goes, well, she's got some fingernail polish on. Let's, let's try it again. And so they put the clip thing on her finger and 40. Within 15 minutes, we had an EKG done there. Um, and it showed that her pulse was 40 and that she had first stage heart block. At that point... Here's, here's where, where my wheels start turning. That was on Tuesday. Well, the previous Friday, she was supposed to go to OSU to have some dental work done. And Olivia deals with a, a condition called trisomy X. It's a very rare condition in females that causes and can cause a plethora of issues. 
from um, education um, and, and disabilities there to physical issues to emotional issues, high anxieties, those type of different things. Well, Olivia, she has that, and she deals with a lot of what can be seen as difficulties or struggles. So for her, one of those things physically is that her enamel just falls off of her teeth. Like a clear coat on a car, you see how clear, remember how clear it just comes off? Her enamel will just shed. So she was going to have to go to OSU to get some work done, dental work done, and they were going to have to put her under for two and a half hours. Friday morning, we're getting ready to go. We're waiting for her to come upstairs, and she walks up, and she goes, I just don't feel very good. Sure enough, she has a fever, and on it goes, so she can't go to OSU. She's good by Saturday morning. We need to reschedule everything with, for OSU, but Tuesday, we need to go get her physical done. And Tuesday is when they find first-degree heart block. So the doctor is standing in the room with me and says, and I tell her, I tell her about the, the dental work that had to take place at OSU, and, and she just goes, I have God bumps all over me. It would have not been a good thing for your daughter to go to OSU. But God. But God. Every one of us have been there in some form or fashion. David writes, My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. There are times when we see these but gods show up quickly, immediate, and that brings a lot of relief and whew, thank goodness. There are other times that we don't see the but God show up years later. And it's at that point that we rehearse all of what has happened and we're able from that point to look back and see his footprints and his fingerprints all the way through to bring us to this point of going, but God, but God. Not at all to be sacrilegious, but it's one of those things where you go, man, my man, God, He's it. He's who I need. He's got my back. He watches my six. He is who I need in this. No matter how chaotic your mess may seem, He is. He is. When your flesh fails, your heart is strong. Not every time, right? Let's be honest. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, not every time. And it's one of those moments for me, sitting there even in the doctor's office, and she goes, um, you, your daughter has a first-degree heart block. <laughs> 
I don't know that much about all that. But I could give you a million questions in those, in those next three seconds. So how many degrees are there? What are we looking at here? Do we, are, shouldn't, you pay on the, shouldn't an ambulance be showing up? All those things can just run through your head in a moment's notice. Because I don't know, but who does? But God. But God. So that's who you reach for. That's what you hold on to. But even that becomes a process for us, doesn't it? We don't do it all the time. But the more we see him at work, the more times we see his fingerprints, then the quicker we begin to reach for that, don't we? But God. If you haven't guessed, that's my sermon in a sentence. But God, two words, easy to remember. I don't think I'm ready for today. But God is already awake. I'm not sure I can handle this, but God can. I don't know how to deal with this situation, but God does. I don't want to deal with this person, but God will. Sometimes it's through us, just, just so you know. It's not just like, well, God, thank you so much. You take this one. I'll take that one. <laughs> There's a reason you're connected. There's a reason. He's like, okay, yeah, God will handle this. Okay, then it's like, Lord, you need to tell me what to say. At the same time, duct tape my mouth shut. But he will. My heart is broken. But God is my healer. I don't understand. But God knows everything. This fear is overwhelming. But God is all I need. There is no hope but God can do anything. I think that last one is the one of the ones where we end up looking years later in the rearview mirror to see what God has done to bring us to this point. And though we may walk through a situation for years, each step is evidence of who He is and who he is for you. Remember those things. Remember those things. Because he's the same God yesterday, in your today, and in your tomorrow. He can be trusted. We may not see it, but that's faith, church. Walk in that faith and allow the Spirit of God to strengthen your heart through those times. We are facing uncertain times. Are we not? We are facing uncertain times. On a lot of levels, in a lot of ways. And there's just some things that I feel that the Lord would have me share with you guys today that will help 
um, in the coming months and in the coming years to help us give perspective. Now, as I share these things, I want you to remember our sermon in a sentence. What was it? All together. But God. There are things that we're dealing with in life. There are personal things that we're dealing with things on your own mind, things that are concerning our children to the point of even asking what kind of world are they going to live in? Have you asked that question? I have. We're dealing with uncertain times about the church. We're dealing with uncertain times about, and I mean the church big C, on all fronts. But the economy, the government, what does the future hold? What does my future hold? There is a compression. There is a squeeze that is taking place. I know that you feel it in different areas. Everybody does in some form or fashion. And it's forcing people to act and even at points react in ways that you wouldn't have imagined for some and unexpected for others. There's a drawing to the Lord that are ha- that's happening now that we haven't seen in a long time. It's in the most different ways and in the most unique places, but it's happening. There are some that have turned their back against the Lord, some blatantly, Others are too fearful for what's going on, so they're taking a head-in-the-sand approach. But those who are in pursuit of the Lord are dealing with attacks that at points can seem confusing. Because if you're pursuing the Lord, shouldn't your life fall together, all into place? Shouldn't everything fall in line? I encourage you to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the disciples. They followed him and left everything, and their lives were not easy. So we have an enemy that is attacking as we are pursuing God and what he's called us to do. The evil of this world is becoming more and more prevalent. It's like the enemy is tightening the screws on us. It's not like he is. He is. He is. It's like you're in a game and the other team is losing. And they're going to make every effort they can to win. Even if it's wrong. So then if that's the case, what can you expect from the enemy that is set out from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden to destroy God and the good? You can expect him not to play according to the rules. I would love to write the rule book in this game, and number one would be, my family is off limits. Anybody else want to join that rule book? 
Absolutely. My family is off limits. Is that, are they? To the enemy, that the one that is looking to steal, kill, and destroy, is that a real rule in his book? No. He's going to hit me where it hurts the worst, right? So those are the screws that are tightening. Those are the things that are coming against us on different aspects and in different ways. The economy, the financial sector is going to take a hit. It will. Why? Because there's some people that that is their total essence of life. I'm not saying it's right, but that's what they live for. Do you realize that the suicide rate in that sector is just skyrocketing? Because people are losing it all. In their minds, they're losing it all. So there's no point in living. How does the enemy feel about that? Remember our sentence? But God. David could have written, Though my flesh and my bank account fail. Right? Though my flesh and my health fail. I think of Job. Here's the one thing that gets me about Job. Did he ask for any of that? No. What did he do? Live righteously. And <laughs> this is what gets me. Then God calls him out. Hey, hey uh, Satan, hey, what about Job? If I was Job, I'd be like, what? What are you doing? I thought we were in this together. Don't you have my back? You left me out to dry. No, I put me on display through you. Isn't that what you signed up for? When you committed to live for me? Wow, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? And the answer has to be yes. Yes. That's, that's what I submitted to. I put my life in your hands because you made me, and I've seen that I can trust you. And Job had a but God moment. And I think that it's wonderful in looking at this, and just give me a second here, because I know that his children were killed. And I know that that's hard. But everything in Job's life, here's one of the things that we need to remember, everything in Job's life was given back to him in multiplication, right? Everything. The one thing that's interesting, though, is that he had 10 more children. Not 20. He had 10. So what does that tell you? That when this earth is all said and done, and Job finally gets to be with his maker, that he will be with his how many children? 20. Pretty crazy, isn't it? That's God. 
and even as things are difficult in our lives now, but God. But God has plans to redeem you. But God has plans to bless you and to bless you over and over again. Is there a season of tough? Yes, there is. We've all faced it. The enemy is out to get you, and God will use it to put himself on display through you because people are watching your life. And they will meet him through God giving strength to your heart and being your portion forever. But God, what are you facing? One, you're not alone. Two, your flesh may fail. Three, but God. God has a plan that he has already put in place for your today, for your tomorrow, for your next. There's not a plan the enemy has that God doesn't know about. You've not been forgotten. You will not be left alone. You will walk through all of this with him. He will pick you up. Will you fall? Yes. Will I fall? Absolutely. But he will pick me up because that's his plan. His plan is not to throw me to the wolves and let me be. His plan is to redeem me, to restore me, and to resurrect me as is needed. Abraham's faith is amazing. I've been thinking about this. He took his son to be sacrificed. Believed that if he sacrificed his son, that it wasn't beyond God to raise his son from the dead. Dude, that's faith. Where it looks like our life may be falling apart, it's not. It's falling into place. Let God shift it and change it. Let him empower you. Have that understanding, but God. Do you know why David could write this? Because he went through tough times. But God. Though everything in my life was falling apart, but God. But God restored me. But God. I don't feel like getting up going to work today. But God, let him in. Even in those those tough times, those small things, those things that, that we think that maybe he, he doesn't even care about. He's there. It doesn't have to be something great or big or overwhelming. It can be something very simple. It can be something very simple. But God. Father, Lord God, we thank you for our day today just to be with you, to be in your midst. Father, to get lost in what your Spirit wants to say to us and speak to us. And Father, I'd ask that as we leave here today and we step into our work week and go through the week that's up and coming, that we just allow our hearts to be in tune with you. Even when it feels like they're failing and when they're falling apart and 
when we've just had enough. If we would just remember and speak, but God. But God has a plan. But God has the strength I need. But God can heal. But God can sustain my heart through the difficulties. But God has not left me. Lord, we love you. And we just thank you for loving us so much. In Jesus' name, amen.